Hi, and welcome to another episode of Divorce and Everything in Between. My name is Carla DaCosta. I am the author of Seconds Please, Lessons on Life, Love and Self After Divorce. And I am a divorce coach here in Australia. This is a podcast on course correcting your life after a divorce. And it's been one that has been sitting on my heart and mind for many, many months since I decided to move from Perth where I had been living with my daughters for the last 19 years. I left Perth in October and I moved to the other side of the country and I'm now living in Sydney. So I left in October and it's now 1st of May. It has taken me this amount of time to emotionally process and put words on what this journey and this life path has been for me and why I've done it. All I've followed is what I knew to be right and true for me and also what I couldn't not do. And it has been so reflective for me about many things and it has definitely helped It's helped me evolve my work and understand my work and it's definitely left me considering the sort of work that I will continue to do in this space. Before I go on, I want to share two terms with you that are maybe new to you and I want to kind of give you a definition of them so you know the context of what I mean when I'm using these terms. The first one is this idea of higher self. Higher self is the part of you that knows who you truly are and what you truly want. It's the unfiltered and unconditional expression of you and your dharma. Now, Dharma is a concept that I'm becoming increasingly passionate about, and there's many different words that you can use. You maybe could use life path, but I like the concept and the word of Dharma. And Dharma is your divine purpose on the planet, your soul's essence, the unique vibration that only you can carry out in the world. There are infinite paths that you can take in your life, but the one that feels the most true for you is your dharma. Dharma is something that I am really falling down the rabbit hole of exploring and learning more about. The truth is that the inner nudges and breadcrumbs about Perth maybe not being my forever place and not being fully aligned with who I was and who I am was actually something that had been percolating for me for many, many years. I met my ex-husband when I was 21 and I moved from Melbourne to Perth for him for love. And I didn't realize that I was moving there to live there for the rest of my life. I thought I was moving there for a few years and that eventually I would move back to the eastern side of the country where the rest of my family was based in time. And so I spent the time that we were together um, in Perth from the age of 21 until we were married in 30, uh, when I was 34, we divorced. We divorced in 2016. I spent that time really sending him realestate.com adverts for houses for sale on the eastern side of the country repeatedly throughout our entire relationship. <laughs> 
from all over, from Hobart to Melbourne to Sandringham to uh, the Byron Bay area to areas in Queensland, I had been sending him homes all across the eastern side of the country throughout our entire marriage and saying to him, I wonder what it would be like to live here. Maybe we could go and live here for a little while. Maybe we could try this out. Maybe it might be nice to be closer to family for a while. And I had been doing this forever. (laughs) I guess it was never really listened to. It was never taken seriously. And so I stopped taking that inner nudge seriously too. And I put that desire to be back over east, closer to my family, to even just be on this eastern side of the country again, kind of in the cupboard. And I really shut the door on it and I just got on with my life and I built my life in Perth for those 19 years So we separated in 2016 and I left Perth in 2022. So, you know, that's a good six years that I had in Perth as a woman that was no longer married to the man that had taken me to the other side, willingly, of course, to the other side of the country for him. But the truth is that the inner nudges and breadcrumbs about wanting to be on the eastern side of the country had always been there. But over the last two years, they really started to get loud. My life in Perth started to become narrower and narrower and the energy was just not as light and positive and I was finding it harder and harder to make friends and connections and life was just starting to feel small over there. But over the two years, um, over the previous two years, life was starting to kind of bubble over here. And I could see these breadcrumbs starting to happen in my life and little nudges, what I call soul pin drop moments. But they sat in opposition to my outer world and the life that I was quite fixed in my mind about living, which was to continue living in Perth where I knew my ex-husband wanted to be, where my daughters were currently happily living also. But as time went on, these soul pin drop moments just kept happening for me and they became more and more significant. Two years ago, there was a trip to Coolangatta. I was invited to go there. I had never been to that part of the world before. And I remember standing on the beach and just knowing, wow, this place was special to me. And then I had a a trip where I was driving from Coolangatta down the coast towards Sydney, where again, I just had this inner feeling in and around the Mullumbimby area where, wow, like this is a really special place that's significant to me. Like it just, there was just a moment that I had that I carried forward with me. And then Earlier last year, I was invited over to Sydney for a conference to do with um, PR and media growth for my business. I was meant to be staying in the city at the hotel and the hotel was fully booked. And so in an unplanned for way, I ended up staying with a friend of mine in one of the bays here in Sydney. And I had never actually stayed out of the Sydney area before. 
I'd always stayed in the city, sorry. I'd never stayed in any of the um, outer areas. And I fell in love with this Bayside area and we went for one of those beautiful Bayside coastal walks that you can do here in Sydney. Um, it was the one from the Spit Bridge to Manly. And as we were standing at Castle Rock Beach, I had, again, this really strong soul pin drop moment and it was so strong that I said to my friend Tony at the time like wow I I don't actually know what to do with this now but this actually feels like where I'm meant to be but it doesn't fit with the rest of my life and so I went back to Perth and to be honest at the time I was just processing processing what I knew I would be doing if I didn't have all of these ties and a fixed life in Perth like I had. And if you're in a marriage right now, I know this is going to be resonating with you because in my head at the time, I remember thinking, this is how I felt when I knew that leaving my marriage was becoming something that I was going to have to do for me. But the rest of my life didn't support that. And so this inner turmoil process was going on in my mind at the start of 2022 for me. But at the time, I just ignored it because it made no sense. And I knew that there was no way my ex-husband was going to be moving at any close time in the future. And it also didn't reconcile with the feelings that I was had about being a mother and mothering interstate away from her children it just was not on the life plan it was not how I saw myself being a mother it wasn't what I wanted for myself the universe did what it always does when we ignore our inner truth And it started to move for me. It started to make the things that I was ignoring hard to ignore. (laughs) It started making the not so obvious next steps very obvious. And then if I ignored them, it started shifting things out of my life so that (laughs) I had to do the things. And so eventually I reached a point where the career and media um, growth that I was having kept bringing me back over east. And initially, actually, when I decided that's it, I can't, I can't ignore what I can see is going to be the next stage of my life. I'm going to make this work because I don't want to wait another six to eight years while my daughters are finishing off school because I know for that six to eight years that I will be miserable and then I'm not going to be the mother that I know they want or need me to be. And so actually my initial decision was to move to Coolangatta. And so I had my heart quite set on that. But then I had this career and media attention that kept happening and it kept bringing me to Sydney. And then where I was planning to go and stay in Coolangatta fell through and the friendship kind of became a little bit strained through none of my real own accord, just some life stuff that was going on with her. And all of a sudden, Coolangatta stopped looking like an option. And my friend in Sydney said, well, don't like fix yourself to any idea. Just come to Sydney and just try all this out for a while. And if you don't like it, it doesn't matter, but everything's bringing you here. And I agreed with him entirely. And I made the decision then that I was going to live between Perth and Sydney. 
and that I was going to keep my house I was renting from a friend in Perth and I had been living there for five years since I'd left my marriage. I was renting from a friend privately. It was a very um, relaxed, easy deal, comfortable, security, safe, you know, the whole thing. I was very attached to that home and the story of safety that my girls and I had in that place. And so the initial idea was to live between Sydney and Perth, keep my home in Perth, and I was going to actually take on a flatmate so that it made financial sense to keep a home in Perth and to one day, you know, have my own place in Sydney where I'd be paying rent. On my first trip over to Sydney, I was sitting at the airport about to board my flight where this was now a firm decision that I'd um, made in my head about this was how I was going to do it. I'd already started talking to people about, um, you know, uh, flatting with me. And as I was about to board my flight, my friend rang me. She was living in Macau who owned the house that I was renting from to let me know that because of COVID, things had changed in Macau and living in Macau had become very uncomfortable with their zero COVID policy over there. And so they were going to be returning back to Perth as soon as they could immediately and that they were going to need to be back in the house in five weeks' time. (laughs) I boarded that flight with my entire plans destroyed because now I had to be out of the house that I'd taken so much safety and security from within five weeks. And truthfully, if she had not moved back, I would never have willingly moved out of that house. I just so loved being there and I felt so safe there that I would have held on to that (laughs) with all of my might. And so the universe did what it did and it pushed me straight onto the path of having to own that I'm meant to be over here on the eastern side of the country with my work, with my personal life, and that this was how I was meant to do it because it now made no sense to have two new rentals on two separate sides of the country. It made sense to have a rental on one side of the country and then to either stay with friends or Airbnb on the other. And that has been the process for me. When my um, friend mentioned to me that she was moving back, she said to me, are you thinking about selling any of your furniture? Is there anything that you would like to sell because we don't have any furniture? And I said to her, well, what would you like? What are you looking for? And she said she knew what the house was like, what I had in there, and she sort of said, well, I will take everything. (laughs) And so within five weeks I ended up in a completely emotionally shaken space, um, I packed up my entire personal life. My friend moved back into her house with all of my furniture in it and I moved over to Sydney with three suitcases and the rest of my personal, um, you know, mementos and important bits and pieces in storage containers in Perth. I arrived into Sydney emotionally shaken, um, wounded, a storm of anger from my ex behind me for what I was doing and everything um, it said about me and who I was to be doing such a thing. You know, selfish, um, loose, all the things because, again, I had done it to him by choosing me 
I had upset his apple cart and I was now, in his eyes, being selfish. I arrived in Sydney not in a good emotional space, in a really busy um, part of my business with a lot of clients um, and also with a deadline to write my second book by the end of November, so within two months. It was an emotionally very trying time for me. I'm so grateful to my friend for um, having such a grounding energy for me to live with at the time that allowed me to just settle my nerves, concentrate on my work, concentrate on what I knew to be true for me and to navigate myself and my daughters through this changing light landscape. The last six months have been hugely aligning, but if anybody has been through a process of clearing out what's no longer meant for you, then you understand that things must go first and not everybody's always in agreement with that. So I've had to really reflect and realize that when I left my husband in 2016, I believed that I was choosing myself. But actually what I can see now was that was just the start. I'd always described our separation as amicable, but I came to realize through the process of me choosing myself again that actually we weren't all that amicable. We were only amicable because I was still facilitating his life path and I was still doing what he deemed to be right for me because as soon as I stopped doing that, all of a sudden we weren't amicable and that's actually not what amicable means. And so there was a lot of grief around that for me that I had to accept that my relationship with my ex-husband was going to change um, because I had now taken another step of choosing me and going against his life path, which was very uh, different than when we were in ma uh, married. If you've read either of my books or worked with me personally as a client, then you would know that I feel very much like I was kind of facilitating his life path, his goals by being married to him. I really didn't give any of my goals or dreams for myself any real airtime when we were married. I was there to support his. And so every time I've gone and chosen myself and chosen mine again, what I've realized now is that it is always creates a disturbance with him. And I say this with all love in my heart. I still have a, um, you know, a relatively close bond with my ex-husband, but, you know, we are only amicable until I choose myself again, then we're not amicable. And that's not really the terms of amicable. So I do want to say that because if ever you've looked at me and thought, oh, she's got it easy or, oh, you know, he's in full support, you know, not true at all. I was so off path from living as who I really was in Perth that leaving my marriage was me only just beginning to course correct my life. With hindsight, I can see now that, you know, if you can imagine myself walking one path, you know, me leaving my marriage was me just stopping walking that path. It wasn't actually me walking straight onto the path running beside it and walking down it. It was just me saying, I'm not walking this path anymore and stopping it entirely. I settled into my dream home and bought a car in Sydney here in March and 
both of those things, the home and the car, were exactly what I had been journaling about and setting intentions for. And a strange thing happened as I set up in my new home, having sold all of my furniture and needing to buy everything again. I realized I'd become her, the woman I was always meant to be, the woman that I had been imagining I could become back when I was married. But I was imagining her still married, yet here I was now as her, but um, unmarried. And so it was a really interesting reflection that back in 2014, 2015, when I was married and thinking about who did I want to grow into and who did I want to become because I was in such an unhappy space in myself that I had become her, but I actually had to leave my marriage as part of the journey of becoming her. I recognized when I found my home here and settled and grounded into it that actually I'd shed everything emotionally and physically that I was not and that now I was fully living my dharma. I was where I was meant to be. I was on my path. I was who I was always meant to be. And I have no real words for it other than I can now sit back and reflect on all the breadcrumbs that have led me to arriving at this path. Everything that I had overcome, everything that I have faced, everything that has happened for me over the last six to seven years and everything that I've chosen not to avoid within myself and have always looked to do the inner work on to change. And it has left me now with a really deep recognition of what my work truly is here for you. And it is to help women find their higher self and to step into that energy for themselves too. It's to help women discover their dharma, their purpose, their light. And I'm simply catching you at the point where, like me, your marriage is not facilitating you to be in your higher self, to be that woman, and your marriage is no longer part of your life path if it ever really was. Like me, my marriage was keeping me off my life path and the only way back for me to find myself again was to choose myself over and over again in bigger and bigger ways over time and to course correct both my life and myself over the last six years in a gradual, gradual, consistent pathway. And I want you to know that this is more than likely going to be your journey too. You're going to think you've arrived until you realize that you haven't. And then you will actually arrive and it's going to feel different. I don't have words for how I feel right now being in this space, recording this podcast from this space, but I am her. I hope this is inspired. I have never forgotten who I was and I've tried many times to record this without getting upset (laughs) and I've actually given up. Because I've never forgotten who I was. I've never forgotten the pain that I felt. I've never forgotten the lack of doubt, the lack of confidence and the inner turmoil that I felt 
to choose myself for the first real time. And that choosing of myself for the first real time was when I was still married and I chose to work on myself even though my husband wasn't really in support of it. And then, of course, the bigger choice after that was to leave my marriage. And then the bigger choice after that was to move to the other side of the country. There are life pivotal choices and moments that are going to put you back on your life path that are going to steer you towards becoming the person that you were meant to become. I want you to know not everybody's going to be in agreement with it. <laughs> Maybe you've learned that already. And that it actually might not make sense to either you or others around you other than you know that it's something that you must do. Trust yourself. That higher self energy knows, and I'm going to read that definition again because I wrote it down. This is the part of you that knows who you truly are and what you truly want. It's the unfiltered and unconditional expression of you. And for many of us, marriages are something that are not conducive or your particular marriage is not conducive to bringing out or celebrating or seeing or appreciating the best in you. And if that is true, then it's very highly likely that you're in something that's not supporting your dharma or your life path. And your journey is going to be all about coming home to you so that you can then rediscover who you were meant to be and what you're really meant for. I will be releasing a masterclass on how to step into this higher self energy this week. So please keep an eye on it. It will be out very shortly. I hope that this has inspired you. My apologies for the tears, even though I know I don't need to apologize for that here. But I think that is maybe the gift of my work. I have not forgotten the space that you're in and how it feels. And I'm always here for that because it is one of the most challenging life adult moments to choose yourself knowing that in doing so you are causing pain to another or to have to move forward because somebody else has chosen it for you. Neither is easy actually. Sending you much love and hope this has left you inspired, trusting yourself, knowing what to do next.